Well, hello again, and welcome again to another podcast, Down to Earth, but Heavenly Minded. I'm your host, Irv Risch. I'm just trying to get all my wires straightened out here. Uh, as you remember, we started uh, to look at the book uh, by Andrew Murray, Waiting on God, and this is kind of a devotional. In fact, it is a devotional, and... Uh, we are actually in the second day uh, in our reading here. And let me just get a few things straightened out here. And what I can do is, uh, you know, let me just move this over one here. I see that it had, an, had a typo here, so I had to basically straighten it out. Well, we're in our second day. Uh, in our uh, devotional here and what I want to do is I want to get the text for our reading and then uh, we will start our, our our broadcast here let me uh, go to uh, let's see here the full screen there it is and uh, now let me go back to uh, where I had my text I lost it now I gotta go back and find it again. Oh boy, I'm really organized here today. Yeah, let's see here where it is. Okay, second day, here we are. Let me just scroll down here to the end here. There we are. Okay, now let's start our, uh, our reading. Sorry about the delay. Second day, waiting on God, the keynote of life. I have waited for thy salvation, O Lord. Genesis chapter 49 verse 18. It is not easy to say exactly in what sense Jacob used these words, in the midst of his prophecies in regard to the future of his sons. But they do certainly indicate that both for himself and for them his expectation was from God alone. It was God's salvation he waited for, a salvation which God had promised and which God himself alone could work out. He knew himself and his sons to be under God's charge. Jehovah the everlasting God would show in them what his saving power is and does. The words point forward to that wonderful history of redemption which is not yet finished, and to the glorious future in eternity. They suggest to us how there is no salvation but God's salvation, and how waiting on God for that, whether for our personal experience, or in wider circles, is our first duty, our true blessedness. Let us think of ourselves, and the inconceivably glorious salvation God has wrought for us in Christ, and is now purposing to work out and to perfect in us by His Spirit. Let us meditate until we somewhat realize that every participation of this great salvation, from moment to moment, must be the work of God himself. God cannot part with his grace, or goodness, or strength, as an external thing that he gives us, as he gives the raindrops from heaven. No, he can only give it, and we can only enjoy it, as he works it himself directly and unceasingly. And the only reason that he does not work it more effectively and continuously is, that we do not let him. We hinder him either by our indifference or by our self-effort, so that he cannot do what he would. What he asks of us, in the way of surrender, and obedience, and desire, and trust, is all comprised in this one word, waiting on him, waiting for his salvation. It combines the deep sense of our entire helplessness of ourselves to work what is divinely good, and the perfect confidence that our God will work it all in his divine power. Again, I say, let us meditate on the divine glory of the salvation God purposes working out in us, until we know the truth it implies. Our heart is the scene of a divine operation more wonderful than creation. We can do as little towards the work as towards creating the world, except as God works in us to will and to do. 
God only asks of us to yield, to consent, to wait upon him, and he will do it all. Let us meditate and be still, until we see how appropriate and right and blessed it is that God alone do all, and our soul will of itself sink down in deep humility to say, I have waited for thy salvation, O Lord. And the deep blessed background of all our praying and working will be, truly my soul whiteth upon God. The application of the truth to wider circles. To those we labor among or intercede for, to the church of Christ around us, or throughout the world, is not difficult. There can be no good but what God works, to wait upon God, and have the heart filled with faith in his working, and in that faith to pray for his mighty power to come down, is our only wisdom. Oh for the eyes of our heart to be opened to see God working in ourselves and in others, and to see how blessed it is to worship and just to wait for his salvation. Our private and public prayer are our chief expression of our relation to God, it is in him chiefly that our waiting upon God must be exercised. If our waiting begin by quieting the activities of nature, and being still before God, if it bows and seeks to see God in his universal and almighty operation, alone able and always ready to work all good. If it yields itself to him in the assurance that he is working and will work in us, if it maintains the place of humility and stillness and surrender. Until God's Spirit has quickened the faith that he will perfect his work, it will indeed become the strength and the joy of the soul. Life will become one deep blessed cry, I have waited for thy salvation, O Lord. My soul, wait thou only upon God. Well, uh, I hope you got something out of it, because as uh, we were going through this uh, section uh, about waiting on God, and like Jacob said in Genesis, I have waited for thy salvation, O Lord. And whether it's something that uh, seems to be uh, uh, a, uh, a physical thing, in other words, we're in dire straits and uh, we're looking for God to save us from a situation, or if we're talking about uh, our eternal salvation, which is much more important, uh, it's to wait on the Lord. You know, I was thinking of something uh, when uh, we were going through this. Uh, I just want to move a few things around again here. You know, it's kind of hard to try to do some of this stuff here, but I want to just uh, close a few of these uh, tabs here and open up a new one. And uh, I just got all my stuff set up here somewhat. Go to my Bible, go to my reading of the Bible. I probably should have had this all ready here to go. And what I want to do is I want to go to the book of Romans. Uh, there it is, Romans 8. Just so happens I know where this verse happens to be or close to where it is. Uh, let's see here. For I consider that the sufferings of this present time are not worth comparing with the glory that is to be revealed in us, and, and truly this is so true. Uh, and we know that for this, for those who love God, all things work together for good, for those who are called according to their purpose. But here's what I wanted you to really uh, understand. For those whom he foreknew, he also predestined to be conformed to the image of his Son, in order that he might be the firstborn among many brethren. And those whom he predestined, he also called. And those whom he called, he also justified. And those whom he justified, he also glorified. 
every one of these things are not future, but they're talking about the present tense. Uh, he already has done all this. And when has he done this? He'd done this when he went to Calvary. When he went, uh, went and bore our sins in his body on the tree. So, I can wait patiently on my salvation, my eternal salvation. Someday, the Lord is going to open up heaven for me. Uh, and that is future. But we have been blessed already with all spiritual blessings in heavenly places in Christ Jesus. So we can say like Jacob, I have waited for thy salvation, O Lord. You know, some people have waited a long time. Some people have just started to wait. But we're all in the waiting room, in God's waiting room, waiting to be called to his side. But right now, we have God living in us. Uh, when the Lord departed, he says, I send a, the Comforter. And I believe that it is the Spirit of God that lives within us. When we are born again, uh, he sends his helper to help us through this life. This life is tough. I know. I've been through it. Uh, in fact, 83 years I've been through it. And I'm still waiting on the Lord, but patiently waiting for the Lord. You know, and as he talked about the rain falling from heaven, God's blessings and God's things that he sends to us is not like the rain uh, that we can, he's faithful and we count on it uh, when we need it. Uh, and uh, when judgment falls, I believe that rain, the, the blessings will stop and uh, his wrath will be poured out someday. And you know, the day's coming soon. So, well, again, as I usually say, uh, if you want to really know God, you have to open up your Bibles. You have to read your Bibles. Well, I end all my podcasts the same way. God is out here. You can find him in your Bible. So remember, we're going through the book, Waiting on God. And this is only our second day. And uh, each day that we go through this, we'll look at a little different scripture. And uh, so till next time, Lord bless, and bye for now.